Good morning. Hope you guys are having a great weekend so far. Apparently our kids are having a party up there. I feel like it's always a good weekend when only one kid's crying, right? As long as it's not my kids being a bully, I'm alright. But uh, hey, I'm David. Most of you guys know me. Welcome to Hope Church. I don't think anybody here is new. So we've met. Hey, he's been in and out. Right? You guys were in my backyard at one point, I think, right? Yeah, there you go. He's an OG. He's been here since the beginning. Um, but we've been going through a series on Advent, and over the last few weeks, Charlie uh, talked about what it looks like to have hope and love and, and focus these things in on Jesus. And, and for me, I can remember growing up, uh, always trying to see the positive in things. I was somebody who, who hated negativity, and I, I just wanted to have fun. I wanted to be, I can see it in my son Huxley now, where he just, he wants to run around and be crazy and be positive and have fun, and he feels this, this urge to, uh, to never miss out on a fun moment. And I, I can resonate with that. I, I always found myself seeking joy in just about everything I was doing. And if a negative situation arose, I, I would try and flip it or, or flip my thinking process in it. And if it was too negative, I would just completely remove myself from that situation. And then there was a moment somewhere around high school at a church camp where I felt like my, my entire like thought process was wrecked. And it was coming from a pastor and I mean, he was preaching from the Bible. So like I had to believe it was completely true, and, and he made this statement saying that you will never find joy in this world. And so after that, I went back thinking, like, man, this guy has got to be preaching the truth. He's got to be, you know, he's speaking from the Bible, and, and so I set out to prove this wrong. Like, I spent years in high school going down every alley I could find to, to, to find true joy. Like, I just wanted to be happy. If negativity arose, I removed myself from that. And I continued to look, but I could never truly find it. It was always fleeting. And so I kept looking and I kept looking and I kept searching and I kept searching. And right at the moment where I was about to give up, I found my wife. And I was able to find joy. So now I no longer have to search for it. All I have to do is yell to the other room and she answers and I have joy. Okay, I promise. That's my only joke. Charlie made me say at least one. He said if I didn't. I would never be able to speak again, so you can blame Charlie for the pressuring, but if you haven't guessed yet, we're going to be talking about joy and having true joy in life. And, and, and I want to dig through the question is, where is your joy? Uh, we'll be looking into Hebrews 12, 2 as our main text today, so if you got your Bibles or if you would like to take a pamphlet, we've got it in there as well. Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, I pray that you will enlighten us today, God, that you will open our eyes, open our hearts, not only to the word that I pray is you speaking through me, but to a different understanding, maybe a different perspective on this idea of joy. Father, I pray that you just continue to move that as we, we go through this season uh, over the holidays, which in some cases could be really joyful or, or really joyless. 
Father, I pray that you uh, just move with us, God, that we can be a, a light in this area, Father, and speak your word today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So joy can be a, a wild thing around Christmas time. We start to see it on signs pop up. We start to see it in people's statuses. And, and it's been like this Christian church slash Christmas theme to, to po- post it all over. Like we see it on the light signs. Just this word joy. But what does that mean? Like what, what is joy? Well, as the dictionary, it, it says that joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. As described in the dictionary, this is an emotion. It's, it's a thing that comes and goes. It's a feeling. But when I look at the Bible, I kind of see a different idea of, of what joy looks like. In Psalms, it talks about having fullness of joy. Romans talks about being filled with joy and peace. Galatians talks about the fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, happiness, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness. And joy is talked about over 200 times throughout the Bible. So to me, this idea or, or this emotion, this feeling of joy seems pretty important. See, the Bible speaks of joy as a perspective. But I typically see myself falling for the worldly definition of an emotion. Because when it comes to it, I feel like it's one of those things that in my life it comes and goes. I don't always feel happy. I don't always feel like I'm living a life full of joy. There's situations I find myself in where there's no joy and it can be downright depressing at times. I don't feel joy in those moments. But the Bible talks about joy everlasting. The world talks about this fleeting feeling and emotion that comes and goes. So I want us to be able to walk away today thinking through and answering the question, where is your joy? See, this can be a a very tough but important question. And and, and the way we think through it could be life-changing. Because when it comes down to it, we often spend our, li- we spend our lives seeking happiness. We, we seek out joy. We want to do things that make us happy. We want to feel this emotion that, that brings us happiness. We want to feel good about our lives. We, we want our happiness levels to elevate higher than these negative levels that can overcome us at times. But I want to challenge this thinking. Because if we base our joy solely off of emotion and happiness, we're oftentimes going to come up short. This is an emotion that will come and go. We will come up short if we spend our time trying to find joy as an emotion. If we continue to do that, we will come up empty. See, because I, I don't think joy is just an emotion or happiness, it's, but it's a point of view. It's a perspective. It's a way of thinking about things. And knowing this for me, believing this for me, it's freeing. Because I'm no longer just chasing this emotion of happiness. Sometimes joy is not just the absence of hurt or pain or the presence of happiness, but it's a way we can see things. See, if we go back to our main text, it says, Jesus, for the joy of that was set before him. 
Hebrews 12, 2, looking to Jesus, the founder, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. In order for Jesus to endure the cross, he had his perspective set on the joy that was set before him. He didn't find joy in the moment he endured on the cross. It's not that he had happiness of the lashings and the beating and the hanging on the cross, but he found joy. He found the ability to endure the pain on the cross because his perspective was set on what was to come. See, there's times when we go through life in, in hard moments, and if we focus on seeing no joy, no happiness in that moment, it will just dive us into a deeper, darker hole. But if we look to what Jesus did, he had his perspective on the things that come. Not the agony in the cross, but it was set on the promise of what was to come because of the cross. See, there was pain, there was suffering, there was agony. But he was able to endure it because he knew what was to come. He knew his purpose. He knew the joy to come and his perspective was on that and not the problem at hand. See, oftentimes we, we find ourselves seeking for joy in the moment. And this is where I, I fully believe that joy is a perspective. Happiness is emotion. It's a thought, feeling, but when we come to having our perspective on joy in the future as believers, this can be extremely freeing because we're not living in the here and now, but what's to come. We can endure the pain knowing that true joy is to come in the future, that true joy may be coming on the other side of the storm. See, a few years ago, I, I was blindsided and asked to step down as a pastor. And in this moment, like I felt like everything was collapsing around me. The, my entire livelihood at this moment was being ripped away. Everything I had worked for, everything I had gone to school, school for was gone in a moment. Completely blindsided, asked to step into a meeting. And at that point, it felt like my life was over. Everything I had worked for, there was no joy in this moment. There was no happiness in this moment. See, if my joy and my perspective of joy is set on the things here and now, it does nothing but continue to dive into a deeper depression. If my joy is set on the promises of Jesus, I'm not surprised when the world throws a curveball at me. But I see it as an opportunity. I work through the feelings, I work through the emotions, I work through the hardships, knowing the joy that is to come. I can endure pain knowing that true joy is to come. See, Jesus wasn't surprised by the pain of the cross. He wasn't surprised by the lashings he had to take. He wasn't surprised by the hurt and the brokenness that he went through. Because he was focused on the joy that was set before him. He knew the outcome. He knew his purpose. So again, coming back to this question, where is your joy? Is it set in happiness? Is it set in emotion? See, joy is a focus before it's ever a feeling. It's a perspective before it's ever an emotion. 
While we spend our lives chasing after this feeling, God has given us the ability to choose our perspective, not our feelings. Have you ever tried to control your emotions? Probably one of the hardest things we could possibly do. Our thought process at times could be wandering, but when we try and change our perspective, that's when our emotions and our thoughts can then begin to change. See, God gave us the ability to choose our perspective, not necessarily always our feelings. And around this time of the year, we start to see all these posts of people posting like, choose joy. Just, just, just be happy. Which a lot of times, just choosing joy doesn't work. Like, I, I've tried it. I sought after, and other than my wife, I have not found joy in every avenue, in every perspective, there, every chance I've tried. When you try to seek after joy, you often find yourself in this endless cycle of realizing you can't find true joy in a worldly sense. And so then you feel joylessness which then drives you to seek after more joy, which then realizing then you can't find it, and then you got joylessness, and you keep going in this circle, in this endless circle and chase of finding joy in life, and over and over again, you find yourself looking in and seeing, man, I, I, I don't have this. I don't, I don't have this. I, I don't have this happiness in my life. Just choosing joy can be impossible for some people in, 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 in mental cases or mental health cases. It can be even unthinkable of seeing one tiny little positive thing can be impossible. Just choosing joy is not always the answer. Just being happy isn't always possible. But James, the half-brother half of Jesus, says, count it all joy. You know, what does this mean? Count it all joy. He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. See, James isn't talking about an emotion. He's talking about a perspective on life. He's not saying pretend like the emotion of hurt and pain is not there, but have the perspective on the things to come. See, what I found is that you're not going to get more joy by praying for this emotion or feeling of joy. It's just not going to happen. You're going to keep searching for it and find yourself in that endless cycle of seeking and praying and seeking. But when you put those thoughts in worldly things and trying to get these worldly emotions of happiness... It'd be this endless cycle. So we get joy by making choices. By changing our perspective on how we're viewing the world. Where is our joy? See, it's crazy. In, in 2019, there was a, a university poll done. And when asked if people were happy, almost 50% said no. Or they just weren't sure. 50% of people at the university, like at, at this university poll study, were unsure if they were happy with their life. See, it's wild to me because when I think back to my childhood, I don't ever remember my parents or grandparents talking about this like, man, I'm just not happy with life. 
And I'm sure it happened in some people's lives or in some people's moments, but I, I don't remember it being a focal point. See, and I think the reasoning was is they didn't have all these avenues of comparison. They weren't checking Instagram and saying, dang, man, how does this person have this? How did, how did they get this? How, how are they on this vacation? And they weren't sitting there all day long on social media comparing their lives to those around them. They didn't have all these avenues that led to unhappiness or unfulfilledness or, or, or joylessness. They had something else, though. That's something else that if focused on brought joy, and, and, and I know what it's not. I know it's not comparison because every time you start to compare yourself or compare your life to other people's lives, you realize you don't have enough. Your house isn't big enough. Your house isn't clean enough. Your kids aren't tidy enough. My life is not as good as theirs. Which only leads us in one direction. Comparison is the, the, the worst thing when it comes to seeking true joy. It destroys any idea of joy. Man, think about that's physically exhausting. Constantly comparing yourself. Imagine what that does to our souls. Man, that's exhausting. You can't have joy from comparison. Comparison destroys the joy and it says that Jesus said that for the joy set before him again perspective thought process it's a decision it's a choice not a choice to choose joy because we've already discovered that the worst way to get joy is by choosing just to have it it doesn't work like that because then we fall back on this feeling this emotion see Jesus had a perspective set on joy of the things that were to come he wasn't searching for joy in his current situation because if he was, he wasn't going to find it. The joy that he had was set before him. So what, what was this joy? If he was able to have this joy and perspective on the things that come, what, what was that? Because we, we can talk about that like crazy, but if we don't understand what it was that was set before him, it doesn't mean anything. See, Jesus was able to go through all this because the joy that was set before him and the joy that was set before him was giving the world an avenue to forgiveness and then him rejoining the Father in heaven. This was the joy that was set before him. So coming back to the question, where is your joy if Jesus' joy was set on the things that come? Where do we find our joy? Because it's easy to say, well, think of the things in the future. Think of the things that come. Oh, you're going to get through this storm. But if we're not focused on something, this can be really, really hard. Because again, we're basing on emotion. So where is your joy? I believe biblically the answer is we place our joys in Jesus and the things that come. The same way Jesus did, he knew the things to come and, and, and he had joy in that his perspective was not. He was able to endure life away from heaven because he knew that he was going to go back one day. He had a love for the people of the world and, and, and had joy going to the cross because his perspective was on the forgiveness that he was sought out to give to the people that they could rejoin in heaven with the Father, offering forgiveness. 
And if we place our joy in Jesus and the things to come, we change our perspective to one that is focused on the end, not the here and now. When we focus on finding joy and happiness in the here and now, it could be fleeting. It's an emotion that comes and goes. But when we are constantly thinking about the things to come or what happens in the end, it changes the way we view the now. We know what happens in the end. Jesus has, has set out forgiveness for us to receive and believe. And in that, we get to have heaven in the end. That's the joy that is set before us. Believing in Jesus and returning home to the Father in heaven. When we focus on the here and now, we'll fail to see joy. We'll fail to have happiness. And then we will start searching this endless search of trying to find happiness that just won't truly be there. Because if we know anything about emotions, they can be fleeting in a moment. How many times have we been going through the day? We wake up and everything is amazing. We shower, we get ready for work, and then somebody cuts us off on the way. And it ruins our entire day. And this is what happens when we put joy in the things of this world. Like the, the simplest little thing can cause us to freak out. Probably on the way to here. Or, or maybe raising kids. Good luck. You guys will be up soon. <laughs> You thought you didn't cuss before. Just wait till you have two or three. When we set joy in things in this world, a lot of times it can be fleeting. We have love for our children, but a lot of times when we don't like them, they get crazy. But the love is still there. But when we, again, putting joy as an emotion, it can be gone in a moment. But what can't be gone is knowing what happens in the end. Loving and believing in Jesus. Finding joy in Christ for what he has done for us and the avenue that he's given us for the end. The perspective of having our joy set before us. When we have this perspective corrected, we can then see all of life's beauty and purpose. Even in the pain. Knowing that growth can come from it. No matter how hard it is, working through the pain changes. Working through the depression, the anger, it changes because we know what the end looks like. We know the forgiveness that is in Christ. Our joy is found in Him and it changes everything we do in life. Because we know that our happiness and our fulfillment is not rested in the here and now, but it's in the future and the things that come. So in closing, I want us to think through this. Where is our joy? Is it through the Packers playing on Sunday and sometimes losing or winning? Is it, is it set for me, for Michigan, going to the Big Ten Championship and possibly going and, and winning everything? Or is it set on the things of heaven? Because when we find joy in worldly things, we may not get it. But what we do know is when we believe and confess in Jesus, who set the perfect example, we know the way it ends. It ends with Jesus conquering everything, us being forgiven and being able to enter into heaven with the Father. So as we pray, 
I want us to think through this question of where is our joy because I believe this can be extremely hard. There's moments in life where we get so wrapped up and caught up in the world that we get lost and we get confused. And I picture the, 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 the imagery of, of Peter stepping out of the boat in faith and then getting caught up in the storm and getting lost in life, getting lost in the fear, getting lost in the pain, getting lost in the agony. But Jesus is saying, you don't have to be lost there. You can find your joy in me and understand that the perspective is set on that of heaven, not of this world, meaning that we can work through the pain. We can work through the agony. We can work through the suffering in a completely different way. Father, I pray that you gear our hearts towards you. And I pray that we focus on our calling, focus on our perspective and, and do what it takes to change that perspective to one that is following and falling on you. Father, I don't want to belittle the circumstances at hand at times because it can be painful, it can be hard, and, and I fully believe we should be working through those things. And when we put our perspective on you, it changes the way we handle those moments. It changes the way we can navigate through the hurt and the pain. And how we praise you in the joyful mountaintop type moments. When we direct our perspective to be on you, it changes the entire way we view life. Father, I pray that you continue to grasp hold of our focus grasp hold of our perspective father i pray that you just move within this church that we can be a movement in this city to be a light in this city that we can bring a positive love that only you could bring father i pray that we live by the spirit and the conviction and the moving within our hearts god ultimately i pray that we place our joy in you